Welcome everyone. We bring to you another super exciting episode of the Because She Can podcast. Today on the studio, we have Sadiksha and Riddhi Jain from the brand Necessera. Thank you girls for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Very excited to be here. <laughs> I want to dive in real quick with my first question that your two sisters who work together. Yeah. And while it's a very innocent and honest brand, like my younger sister is my best friend and I also work with her. But that dynamic can be very difficult to balance sometimes yeah. when your co-founders as well as sisters, your personal and professional boundaries do tend to merge. Yeah, so I want to ask you both one by one, like, how do you balance that, especially when there are disagreements at work? <laughs> are we balancing it, Riddhi? <laughs> you should ask our family that. <laughs> uh, no, but I think because we are siblings, we understand those boundaries and yeah. Uh, yeah. different scenarios so much more. Um, we know how to be at work. We know how to be at home. Of course, work does tend to trickle into our family lives, which is very natural. Um, but we consciously make an effort to keep them both separate just by making sure we're not bringing work to our home or work emotions home. Yeah. And work emotions. Can... I like that. <laughs> because they get heated, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we actually yeah. share yeah. a lot of spaces. Like even in personal life, there's a lot of different spaces that we share together. So I think we've now, after many years, like learned how to switch in and out of uh, things. So yeah. literally there's been many times where we're at a family event and there's something crazy happening at work. So we step out, we deal with it and then we come back like nothing's happened. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we have to do it, there's no option. Yeah. So now we've sort of like, we're reaching like the mastering level. Yeah. And nice. we disappear and reappear. Yeah. <laughs> so Necessera is a nightwear and lounge brand. Before we talk more about that, so as co-founders and sisters again, how do you balance your uh, responsibilities at work? I think we're born, like siblings are innately opposites in nature. And from birth, we've known what she's good at, what I am good at. Like yeah. fact, she was studying marketing. I was always into finance. So when we started working on Necessera together, we both automatically knew what our respective roles are going to be. Yeah. We didn't have to essentially define them. Of course, they, we have defined them at this point. So I think now we've reached a point where we have like, we know on which topics we individually have our veto. So even if there's a disagreement, we sort of know who has the last say in those yeah. particular topics. So it works yeah. out that way. Definitely it's hard, but it's important to, uh, you know, decide all of that beforehand so that it's easier going forward. Yeah. So playing on each other's strengths. Yeah. yeah, and having a mutual respect for each other, yeah. Th yeah. that's the most important, yeah. I would say. For sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask this. So, Sadiksha, what is one thing you find supremely annoying about Riddhi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she can guess this one. She's a very strict boss. Like I'm scared of her. <laughs> I can see. I can see that. Seriously? Yeah. Like she's the type A boss, right? Oh God. <laughs> she, like she never shouts at you, but you yeah. know when you've done something wrong. I'll be like that stern look. Uh, it's more like Diksha. 
Seriously. <laughs> like, if I were to ask you the yeah. same thing. So I think um, there's this thing called Sadiksha Standard Time, which is 20-30 minutes before the actual, you know, time you have to before do something or get. Yes, yes. And keeping up with that is literally like uh, the hardest task. One thing is to do it, and one thing is to keep up with this time. So you're over punctual. I'm yeah. over punctual. I hate being late. So uh, let's talk about necessary a bit. First of all, what is the significance of the name? Like, why did you come up with the brand name Necessera? So there's uh, two meanings to it. Okay. One is, of course, necessary. It comes from necessary, which is basically everything essential in your life which you absolutely need. So it's like t-shirts, bottoms, everything which you like really need, and it's gonna stay with you for a longer time. Mm. And also, Sera means evening in Italian. So we started off with. More like evening wear and like more lounge wear in the evening, so mm-hmm. that's sort of like where it came from. And then it just like we wanted to stick with you through every aspect of your life and be your necessity. Oh, nice! <laughs> and it has like this cute feminine like ring to it, like necessera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds nice as well. Like yeah. I want to say like K Sera Sera. Exactly. You know that actually feeling that we yeah. wanted oh, to really? like sort of bring to you, right? So your first generation. women entrepreneurs yeah. to enter your father's business which is like a traditional family setup yeah. Yeah. in india essentially yeah. Yeah. and you both especially ridhi you joined at a very young age and then subhiksha a couple of years later in a very male dominated business where yeah. you have employees that are much older than you or your because it's an export <laughs> unit production uh, you know people on the factory floor that are yeah. mostly men and older yeah so how was it difficult for you to navigate that space what was your experience sure. like <laughs> yeah definitely it's been a, it was a very steep learning curve because i think uh, initially most people who enter the family business face this challenge of like getting the team who's been working with the uh, company for so many years to trust you firstly because yeah. you come out like Yeah. I was a twenty-one-year-old who just come into this uh, company, and although I was doing something different, I still had to work with the manufacturing unit a lot. And so, um, you know, the most important thing is getting everyone to trust you and believe in you. So, the first step to that for me would be honestly believing in yourself first, because as an entrepreneur, it's your responsibility to get everyone around you to believe in you. Only then it's going to work. You know, it's never like a one-man team. It's always you have to take everyone with you. So, step one. believe in yourself so that you can get everyone else to believe in you as well and uh, i think it started off with like us working in every different department individually not as entrepreneurs but like truly people of that department so that yeah. we could understand the process and they, we could understand each other and the hardships mm-hmm. and the challenges which come with every place and so we literally like drowned ourselves in each part of the factory before we uh, sort of you know got into like yeah. actually working on necessary and another thing i would add to that is respecting everyone you know yeah. you you have to respect them to gain their respect and appreciation yeah. like i still did remember this so the first day ever that we nestera crossed 1 lakh in sales i entered the factory and like 10 people came up to me and they were like nestera crossed 1 lakh rupees and up until that day hmm. i don't think we were taken as seriously But the day we proved ourselves that yes, necessary is something that is yeah. aiming to achieve a lot more. That's when we re- they also realized that okay, you know, like 
they're onto something. They are serious yeah. and yeah. they are onto something Absolutely. and they're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> nice. So, Necessera essentially is a nightwear and lounge brand yeah. and you were one of the first ones to move into this segment in the country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a very different step because mostly, you know, what the stereotype is when women are in fashion, they want to do yeah. the fancy stuff. Like mm-hmm. the... Indian wear or like super fancy like gowns or western wear yeah. but from the outside like nightwear yeah <laughs> doesn't sound as glamorous yeah but like sure. why did you guys like what choose to be in this segment what was the business opportunity you saw so i think a couple of things there first um I like when we got into Nesera, we never felt that there was a dearth of fashion. Not that any, there's anything wrong with fashion brands. We just didn't feel that there was a need for another fashion brand yeah. at that point. Secondly, there was a lot of research and development happening within fabrics in our manufacturing facility, which we felt we had to sort of contribute that part to the Indian market because people in India had either been paying for like very similar products or like overpriced international products. And while India has such a big textile market, you know, we were like, why aren't we providing these resources to the customers? And um, there was this one thing which I came across initially. It was like a 50 wash t-shirt. So um, it was being manufactured in the factory and uh, for an international brand. And uh, what it is is basically that if you wash the t-shirt over 50 times, nothing happens to it. The color doesn't change, the shape doesn't change, nothing. Like you can literally wash it. And I was like, why doesn't this exist in India? I've never heard of this concept in India and we're giving this to people outside. So why not leverage this uh, research facility and actually expand on that to make the fabrics which we need for like, you know, the maximum uh, time, which is like the lounge time that we wear, like loungewear and nightwear. So like, why not use that and give our customers what they really need? And not just export like the best fabrics outside the country, but make products for... Uh, Indian women exactly. with the same fabric. I mean, mm-hmm. India is a textile hub. Like, yeah, you, it is the where, textile hub yeah, of the world. India yeah. is the big, one of the biggest exporters of textiles. So yeah. why why are we not making in India and selling in India? Why are we yeah. making in India and selling abroad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and like we cater, like you know, we realize there's a lot of these multinationals that are yeah. making a lot of products, but the Indian body type is not the same as the body types that you find yeah. all over the world. So we are we wanted to change that narrative where we're like you should wear what you need and not what you're getting. So, you know, yeah. we listen to the customers a lot and we make sure we're bringing what they need to them. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you also said you do have a couple of sustainable practices that you follow yeah. in your production unit because as we know, fashion can be is a very wasteful uh, industry. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Uh, ugly truth. So can you like touch upon a little bit of what you do at Nesera? Absolutely. So you know textiles is actually one of the most polluting industries uh, around the world and um, I'll talk about the more the end products which is basically you know today most of the a lot of the fabrics that are available in the market we talk about fast fashion we talk about fabrics that are available to you we talk about recycling fabrics and things like that a lot of it is very wasteful. So yeah. we try to change that narrative to a certain degree, of course, like we are, we still have a lot more work yeah, to do. Sure. Um, there's a lot of greenwashing out there in the market wherein a lot of brands are talking about themselves being sustainable. Mm-hmm. However, at the grassroots level, there are a lot of non-sustainable practices going on. 
Yeah. So, uh, like for example, uh, we talk about recycled polyester in today's uh, world. Recycled polyester is actually a lot worse than normal polyester because of the amount of microplastics going into oh, the really? water with every wash. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's counterproductive, yeah. actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, we innately try to make sure we're use, using a lot more fabrics that are a lot more natural and uh, like we use a lot of cottons and modals and... Uh, We've recently introduced a bamboo fabric. So our fabrics are a lot more sustainable, longer lasting, and our silhouettes are more basic. So you can use them for a longer time. And also uh, at the manufacturing level, we try to, you know, start from step zero, which is basically like how the cotton is produced. So like we try to do drip irrigated cotton, even in our dyeing processes, which is one of the most polluting steps of the manufacturing process. Like we try to make that more sustainable. We recycle our water. We use dyeing processes which are more sustainable just so that we can give back to the environment instead of like you know polluting yeah. it yeah and we're actually on our way to becoming carbon neutral so hopefully oh. oh that's amazing yes. uh kudos for that so um we spoke a little bit about this off the camera that you do have a larger purpose uh for necessera yeah. the brand so can you tell us a little bit about that so you know uh you spend most of your time in comfortable clothing and a lot lesser time in, in clothing. In it's like, like this. <laughs> We've dressed up yes. because we can right now. Absolutely. But that's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You know, we want to make sure women in India are lounging comfortably. Like, you yeah. should be comfortable in your skin at any given point in yeah. time. Yeah. And, and we want Necessera to be your one-stop shop for everything comfortable. Like, while we started yeah. just with clothing right now, so you would want that to transcend into other categories of, yeah. okay. you know, your life. And so that whenever you think of anything comfortable, you come to Necessera. And also as a brand, we're inherently, like as a company, we're inherently trying to be sustainable throughout. So like from smaller things to bigger things, we want to like continue that as we grow further. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do great things. <laughs> you work in the fashion industry and it's a very fast-paced industry and you have to be creative non-stop so a lot of designers i've spoken to they have they burn out really fast yeah so how do you how do you keep yourself inspired continuously yeah there's two aspects to this one is to keep ourselves updated and the second is to keep our team updated so we constantly try to keep ourselves updated by you know upskilling ourselves engaging with uh, the newer generation doing like different things so we've both done like courses after starting necessary in fashion get more up to date with the market and like you know what's happening and in terms of the team we actually work with a lot of new designers internationally um, across the world and that has given us a great perspective and a very new um, direction in design every time like yeah. whether it's designers from Milan, Paris, um, London, Dubai like all different places so it, it's actually really interesting for us also to like learn from them and work with them for every different collection. Absolutely. And in fact, following up on what Riddhi okay. said, yeah. uh, you know, we're recently, uh, we've recently collaborated with students from Institute of Marangoni for an upcoming collection. Okay. And our first phone call with them was the most exciting because we were talking to these 15 Gen Zs. Super <laughs> excited. Super creative. <laughs> super yeah. creative. Out of the box thinking. We sent them like a few pieces, the things they had done with our yeah. existing products, the ideas they came up with. And the most exciting was the number of questions they had for yeah, us. For sure. It was amazing. And that yeah. made us realize how important it is to constantly stay curious 
and keep engaging with people from all ages yeah. groups yeah and you know? collaborate absolutely exactly. yeah. absolutely we get ideas yeah. from people our mom's age and we get ideas from amazing like eight year olds <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's it's amazing that's amazing yeah. talking about collaborations yeah. like at nestle i know you've uh, uh worked with some of the biggest celebrities as well as some of the most popular uh bloggers and digital yes. creators yeah so if you can briefly like tell us what some of your most memorable collaboration our first collaboration which was actually with matthew mina wala okay. this is before we launched and it was really exciting because um, we had sent her our product before the collaboration was supposed to go up as a post and she had loved it so much that she posted like four five stories organically just about yeah. the reviews of the product yeah and Suti, like the next twenty four hours of those stories were literally manic for our team because we were literally like, "What just happened? We had no website, no photo shoot, no images, nothing." But our pages yeah. were going crazy with like all these inquiries and orders, and we were like, "Oh wow!" Like we- yeah, which is great power uh, of digital creators. Absolutely. But you've also had some collaborations which had a larger social impact. Yes. You spoke to me about it. Off camera, so if you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, as Riti had mentioned earlier, we work with a lot of different kinds of designers for every collection, yeah. and every collection has a purpose. So we once worked with a, men- a mental health advocate who designed very beautiful designs for us, uh, promoting self love and self care. And you know, it's your pajama, but it's making a statement. Yeah, yeah, nice. And just making you feel happy because you know why not? Yeah, you can make a statement on mental health while going for your groceries or a drive. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so you're a D two C brand. Yeah, it's a very difficult competitive market to be in, and now there's been so much change in consumer behavior. We witnessed the pandemic. So I'm gonna ask you both. Like, what are some of the biggest challenges and failures you have seen at Necessaire? Where you look back and you're like, "Why did we do this?" <laughs> and like, what did you learn out of that? Yeah. So specifically around the pandemic, actually, it's very interesting because definitely the first month of the pandemic, when everything was on a complete lockdown, it was difficult for everyone on the team. But yeah. as soon as it started opening up a little bit, it was a really, um, you know, it was a great moment for all of us because. That's when we actually realized what an impact we had created because we were literally getting requests from customers who had to like order pajama sets because their mom was in the hospital, so they needed to order like seven eight because they couldn't wash them. They just needed new ones for every day, and you know we were literally uh, sending our team to the office to uh, like while obviously social distancing to send out as many orders as we could because people really needed loungewear at that time, and it was a really humbling experience because. Like we all realized at the same time, uh, we had created such an important impact, and it just felt great for all of us. And it was amazing that we were able to, you know, get those products to the customers, and it was actually making an impact in their lives. On that, in a dire time of need. Yeah, yeah. And I think we realized we are truly essentials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I think along the way there are always challenges. Yeah. And we of course. It's one within like one year of uh, starting where we, you know, this nice. Smart person came into our office and he's like, "I will sell your products for you. Please give me like a hundred, two hundred pieces. Don't be uh, like and be rest assured, you're gonna sell out." And um, this was someone from a reference, like you no, know. but they had a online presence, yeah. a physical presence, so it seemed like very it, it trustworthy. Seemed, yeah, it seemed trustworthy, yeah. and 
six months later, we have no sign of where our products have gone. Oh God! <laughs> we don't yeah. don't have the money for it in like a year. And this was consignment. You didn't take any money from him. We did no. not. No, and so that was a very hard-hitting reality that okay, you can be duped into like wrong yeah. thing. So please do your due diligence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have your checks and balances yeah. in place. Absolutely, don't trust everybody. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> give people at their face value. uh but being a d2c brand one thing i would like to say is your goal is making sure your customer is happy don't let don't let them ever know what is going on behind the scenes as long as the customer has his product he's happy and deliver it deliver it whether you have a website or not whether it's a pandemic yeah. if you got the order make it happen make it happen yeah yeah, yeah. you have to stay up till 5 in the morning don't get the customer doesn't need to know that you will have to make sure it reaches the customer <laughs> So, yeah. I just want to ask you a little bit on the personal front. Um your young girls you you made a amazing brand. Yes. Uh one of the first brands in the country in its segment and a leading one at that. Uh but like as women because this is a because she can podcast mm-hmm. I have to ask you this as women um belonging to joint families in an Indian setup we always have timelines that are imposed on us is time tak padhai karo if you want to go for your higher education be back in the country by this yeah. now you're too old start your business be married by this by this yeah. time but life doesn't work that way yeah. and uh, we don't have control over that so yes. have you faced that bias from people in society and then how have you navigated that <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna answer this first. Um, I am that I was rather always. I had always dreamt that okay, I will go to college, I will come back, and I'll be married by the age of twenty-one, thriving, <laughs> living a good life. Um, and here I am at twenty-eight, running Desitara, and I am really happy about that because you know I feel like society and. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting married early. Yeah. Or late. No one yeah. has a set timeline. Yeah. Everyone is different. But what is important is to find out who you are yourself as well. Like I think I still am that girl who wants to live, get her Bollywood wedding and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I realize the importance of having something that I can call my own. Yeah. Something that gives me a purpose and something that makes me happy. So you won't believe it. Uh, up until like recently. Whenever I went for a family function or a wedding, <laughs> I would be asked, "Acha bida, so you are getting married?" The question we've all been asked. Absolutely. <laughs> and over the last few years, what's changed is we enter a party, and people are like, "You guys are killing it with Nessara," and it feels amazing. You've yeah. actually you've changed the narratives of the aunties at the parties <laughs> and weddings. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is your circle of influence, and you do yeah. represent. Present that changing narrative. So yeah. kudos to that. Riddhi, <laughs> do you have anything to say on that? I think whether married or not, every life has like you know comes with challenges and ups and downs. But what's really helped both of us in our individual uh, personal lives has been having Nessara, which has given us strength and purpose. Because this has been the only constant which has you know had an upward trend. While life is just like that, but Nessara, yeah. like having Nessara with us has given us so much strength and. Like as Adisha said, given us that purpose in life to just keep going. So yeah. you know, I really wish that everyone can do this because 
I feel like women can do both. So why not? Yeah. Like you yeah. know, yeah. why can't like we should like like why can't we have it all? And why do timelines have to be imposed on exactly, us? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you will get married. You will have a family. <laughs> but also take care of yourself. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I just want to ask both of you: What does hashtag because she can mean to you, Shadiksha? Ah, uh, because she can be herself. She can be anything. She can do anything. She can achieve anything. I'm still working on that, but I'm realizing the importance of not doubting yourself and just being yourself. Fabulous. So, Riddhi, what does hashtag because she can mean to you? Because she can do it all, and. Uh, Every woman has the capacity of being able to create balance in life, and I honestly feel that every woman can. It's just a matter of believing in herself. Like there was this time, uh, my, one of my first interviews. I was twenty-one, and uh, this very like known um, reporter was interviewing me, and he was just so doubtful of what I'm going to do when I go in front of that camera, and that attitude just created this like. You know, confidence in me that I have to get this right. Like I have to get every question right in the first go, and it yeah. actually didn't need a second cut. So I was like really proud of myself to be able to do that. Yeah. So honestly, like you all can. You just have to believe in it. Amazing, <laughs> love that answer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the Because She Can podcast. And these are just mementos from us to you.